Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back. How goes it? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's jump right in this week. Oh, that's something we never do. Do you want to? Yeah. Okay, jumping in the deep end. So <laughs> this week, Eric and I have something that we wanted to talk about that might be a little bit of a rant, but that's okay. We're going to try not to make it a tangent like usual. <laughs> we said er, try. We'll try. try. <laughs> a for effort ahead of time. All right. So, well, I guess this, it does start with a little story. Okay, so this week at work, I had something happen to me where it just felt um, not really that icky until like somebody else pointed it out to me that made me reflect on it a little bit more. So I kind of wanted to talk about that and talk about how that happens and more like zooming in on how that happens to women in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll tell the story of what happened to me at work. So um, I've mentioned it a lot that like right now with the pandemic, our lobby is closed. So every time a child shows up for their appointment, we meet them in the parking lot and then we bring them upstairs to the clinic or, and then like at the end of their session, we bring them back down to their parents in the car just to avoid, like we have a small lobby to avoid like a million people sitting in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that, there was, I got no showed by a client, which was fine. Then she ended up texting me and she was like, oh my God, I'm the worst client ever. Like <laughs> we were in an appointment and I didn't have my phone on me. So I couldn't text you to tell you that we were going to be late. And now there's only like 15 minutes left of the session. I'm on my way. So my session was already over. The kid was going to go see the speech therapist, who's my friend Ariel. So they were still coming and they, but like I, I was just going to step out because I had extra time since I didn't have an appointment anymore. So I was getting ready to leave and I went into the parking lot and there was this man standing there who I'd never seen before. I recognized the kid, but the guy that the kid was with, I've never seen before. And he was like, I can't get in the door. And I was like, uh, right. I'm aware. Um, that's <laughs> locked. And, um, I was like, who are you? And he was like, well, who are you? Uh, uh, I was like, you, I don't think that that's how this works. Like, you don't get to ask <laughs> me. You don't, like, that's, I hate when people, like, if I call somebody and then they call me back and they're like, who's this? But I'm like, well, you called me, so. Yeah, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, you called me. Like, who are you? So, I don't know. Anyway, I got like a bad vibe from him from the beginning. And I was just like, you know, I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with this right now. So I just kind of like didn't let it rent space in my head. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's just gonna I'm just gonna rush this one off my shoulder like this. I'm just gonna roll off and whatever. Because what, cause what can you do about it anyway? Right. So the mom that was no showing us that was like coming up late, she witnessed that. And then she witnessed, I guess he was like also really rude to Ariel because um, the kid's appointment was like supposed to be at one and it was like one Oh one. And she, Ariel was like still talking to the other mom and the guy was like, Hey, therapy's starting. Uh, uh. And it's like, yeah, it is. 
but like, hold on a second. It's like one minute isn't going to kill you. And like, I do try to be like prompt with my appointments, but we have like another dad right now who did the same thing to me a couple of times. Like the kid's appointment was supposed to start at like 10 or something. And I got downstairs at like 10 02 and he like dramatically like looked at his watch and then looked at me and he's like appointments at 10, right? And I was like, <laughs> yep, yep, it is. Thank you for being my timekeeper. But like our appointments end at 10 and then the next one starts at 10. So like who's going to sacrifice the two or three minutes? Like, right. So you have to be flexible between like five minutes on each side, like five minutes early, five minutes late. Well, yeah, exactly. And like, you're probably going to also go over a couple of minutes with that kid. So it's like you're missing a couple of minutes on the front end, but you make it up in the back end. Right. And like a couple of minutes, who cares? Like, yeah, (laughs) they're they're free. (laughs) It's fine. So um, anyway, so the mom like witnessed that and she already felt bad. She was like, I'm the worst client ever. Like, what do you guys want for lunch? Like I'm bringing you lunch because I know showed you like, what do you guys want? And we're like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like just the fact, again, the fact that you're acknowledging it is all we need. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But so anyway, I didn't really think much of it. And then she showed up like four hours later, this just happened yesterday. She showed up like four hours later and she's, she texted us both and she's like, Hey, are either of you with a client right now? And Ariel was like, I am, but Mariah's not like, what's up? And She's like, come downstairs. So I came downstairs and she had these big bouquets of flowers, like in vases from a florist. And then um, little gift bags with like homemade cotton candy from the florist too. Or um, sorry, homemade Laffy Taffy. Mine was cotton candy flavored. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was just going to say it's so up your alley. It's like so not like (laughs) a thing (laughs) that I would have chosen. It's like so up your alley, though. Um, And it was like super cute packaging. Anyway, she showed up and she was like, I felt so bad for like no showing you. But also it took all of my self-control to not just go up to that man and like junk punch him like she's like I wanted to throttle him because he was so nasty to you guys and I was like you know like I didn't really notice it in the moment but the fact that this made you go out and spend probably a hundred dollars on flowers on us like makes me think yeah like maybe I'm just desensitized to it but that's a problem yeah no it no it is it is a problem because it's like um, here's just, you're condoning the okay behavior, you're condoning the shit behavior by not reacting to it, but also you can't react to every single thing because then you're emotional. Well, then you're emotional, but like it's, it took less effort for me to not react to it than it did. Like I would have, if I would have reacted to it, it would have gotten ugly. And like, could I have proven my point? Yes. But then would I have thought about it all day afterwards? Also, yes. Whereas like this, I just didn't react to it and I didn't really think anything of it again. Wow, that's so true. But that's condoning that's condoning his behavior and that's why he continues to do it. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. It's in, But also, I think there's a lot of things that that I think can be categorized into disrespect that are also like not big deals, but also they wouldn't happen to men. So right, like if that was a man that came downstairs, he wouldn't be like, "Hey, dude, therapy's starting," or the man would have been like, 
yeah, bro, hold on a second. And then the man wouldn't have thought about that the rest of the day like a woman would have. Exactly. And and the conversation probably would have ended there versus if it was you um, or a woman, it would have probably escalated into, well, I'm going to need to talk to your manager. Like I'm going to, you know, like they're going to try to put the man's going to try to pull a power move over you. Yeah. Like you talk to all your clients that way. Yeah. 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 I know. And I was thinking that like with the dad who's like, okay, therapy starts at 10, right? And he like looks at his watch. Like would he have done that to a man? (laughs) No. No, he wouldn't. Because like, oh, I'm a a man and I don't have time to be running these errands for my child. How dare you waste another moment of my precious or Time. he would have, or he would have said it like a little bit, like more jokingly, like, "What'd you do, dude? Have to go to the bathroom?" Like, <laughs> you <laughs> <Poop> know, jokes. <laughs> instead, right? Like, instead of like, yeah, like maybe I did have to go pee because I don't pee for eight hours a day at work. Like, maybe I did have to pee. But if that was a dude, like they could have been like, "Yeah, dude, taking a shit." <laughs> yeah, you know, this is funny that you are bringing this up actually because. Uh, today maybe I felt I um saw this influencer posted. She she started, she started taking like mean and gross things that men say to her on social media, like in her DMs and in her comments, and turning them into like merch, like t shirts. Yeah, which is super funny and great. But also, like men are like really mad about it and like offended by it. And she posted, she did like a little like TikTok thing. Um, and the, the voiceover was an interview with Taylor Swift where this, uh, I don't know who the interviewer was like the voice sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. But anyway, but the, what the interviewer was like, if you continue to write songs about the men that you date, then what makes you think that men would want to date you? And she's like, well, I expect that if men don't want bad songs written about them, that they would stop doing bad things. <laughs> like, it's that simple. It's like, why was the blame placed on on the woman for making a t-shirt with the gross thing that you fucking said? Why is it why is she wrong when you shouldn't have said that gross thing? So right. So I think this is like <laughs> shitty feminists here. Um, I think this is where like a lot of women who are like feminists categorize, like they make the mistake of, even if they're not, they make the mistake of approaching it as if they're categorizing all men as like pigs, which like we clearly know that all men are not like this. It's just like, it's, it's just a general thing that you know, most men, if you don't want something shitty to be said about you, then, you know, then don't, don't do something shitty. But also like, we're not, we're not like, if you're like, if you're offended by the shit, by merchandise that is something shitty that a man said, then you're probably one of the men who are saying it. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, what if you are a genuinely good person, you have nothing to hide and you're not treating women badly, then why are you offended by this? Right. Like, that's a guilty conscience. Right. Right. I think part of it, too, because the other end of that is I'm 
positive that there are men out there that feel like they're good men and that they don't do this shit. And it's because they're just blind to these subtle ways of like patronizing. Yeah. Or just, just these subtle, like little power moves over, over women. Um, A funny thing that I didn't even think about. Um, so Rob and his friend have a, a podcast where they talk about Mad Men, the show. And I was listening to one of their episodes and Rob was talking about um, something about like that Don was doing or saying to Betty. Cause if you guys don't know, he's just shitty, really, really shitty to her and like gaslights the shit out of her. Um, but he Rob made a comment about he's like there's it's been interesting like Erica and I have watched Mad Men a lot but since you know he watches it more critically now so that he can talk about it on the podcast and so we have a lot of conversations about it and he's like I there's a lot of things that I never even realized were maybe there were like real problems but more so you know like not like big problems but like for instance there's um there's a scene where Don uh, and Betty go out for Valentine's Day and she gets, you know, and you'll see it throughout the series or she gets really excited to like go out with Don. It's like a big deal for her. And he often disappoints her by being like asking her to go to dinner, but then like making it a client thing. So it's like not really about her or their relationship. It's about how she can make him look good by being his arm candy for a client mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. And there's this episode where they go to dinner to this like really nice place. It's, I think it's in, in a hotel or something and they, they're going to make a night of it. Like they have a hotel booked and blah, blah, blah. She shows up just like shows out looking gorgeous, um, like the full thing. And he basically just like cuts dinner short and like go, he's like, let's just go upstairs and she's like a pretty passive person and i was just like that's so shitty like she went through so much effort and spent so much time to it to like show out for her husband like a special occasion and he's just like whatever i just want to fuck you and then like and then Mm -hmm. ends up not being able to even get it up that's like sorry that's not like the best example it's just the one that's like top of mind for me but anyway it's just like really subtle subtle things like that and Rob is like, I just never like even saw it for what for what it could be from the women's perspective, because the show is told through Don's perspective mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think all that to say, a lot of this is just because a lot of times women are just like, you know what? It's just easier if we just move along. We're not going to we're not going to talk about this. This is just how it is. This is just. And so men don't know, even if they are good men. So yes, yes, that's a huge thing, even if they are good men. I think the thing for me that sticks out is like, um, does it, because like, then, you know, in the back of our heads, we're like, well, we're, we don't want to be a nag. We don't want to be nagging. Like, and there's also this huge societal shift right now where like everybody's talking about feelings, which like you have to consider everything. And it's exhausting if we're being honest, like, mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, I think a lot of people are, like, not, even though we're supposed to be talking more about our feelings, a lot of people aren't talking about our feelings because that's what we're exposed to every day. And it's just a lot. So, like, my takeaway, 
especially after this like other mom, you know, brought flowers and she acknowledged it was like, you know why I didn't like now that you're pointing it out, I recognize it. But here's why I didn't acknowledge it because it wouldn't have made me feel better. And also that guy doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, am I ever going to see him again? Probably not. He's like this kid's uncle who like randomly dropped him off. And like, and also who are you to him? Like if you had told him off, that wouldn't have changed his mind. That would have just, he would have like dug it, dug his heels in further probably. Right. And I think that a lot of women would argue like, well, that's the problem is like, you need to say something like every time something comes up like that, because people need to know. And like, the more you bring awareness to it, the more people are going to change. And like, maybe, but also, like I said before, that would have cost me more emotional energy than it did Mm -hmm. for me to just ignore it. But Mm -hmm. if it was like my dad or like somebody that I cared about close to me that like, said something where I felt the need to like point it out, I would do that. Yeah. I, you know, in theory, agree that everything should, that those instances should be called out. But I also, that's, I acknowledge and recognize that that's a lot to ask of a person. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just exhausting, especially... Mm -hmm especially like to the degree of which it like if it bothers you like if it's something that really bothers me and you're like really being like chauvinistic and like a pig then like I'm definitely gonna say something even if I know like it's gonna make me feel better even if I know it's probably not gonna change it's just gonna make me feel better to like tell you that you're a piece of shit but like when it's something subtle like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it less like any disrespect is disrespect but like I don't know. I felt like that was subtle enough that it just didn't deserve my time or energy. But like that, you know, I mean, it's just this whole circle of like, that's problematic too. Yeah. Even on the other side of that, I remember being in a, um, at, at work. So my, my office is in a big building. Um, like, a there's like, I don't know, 50 floors or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into the elevator one day and there was a group of like older men, like gray haired mustaches, older men, and they were coming down. So they were on a higher floor and they and we were all going down to the lobby. And so I like stepped in and they all, all of them started making comments about like my looks and uh, just like not, I, and it, it's just... Like hitting on you or like not in a like gross, like asking me out kind of way, but just like telling me how pretty I am and like how if, you know, if they were younger men and like I would be their type and like just like stuff like that. And and at the in the in the moment, you're just like they're saying nice things. They mean it as a compliment, but also it's icky. It's icky. I'm one I'm one woman in an elevator with like four men. I don't feel threatened. I don't feel like I, you know, was going to be attacked or anything. But it's just um like why like why why you know, if if I was a man, you wouldn't be and I was a really attractive man, 
you wouldn't be making comments about how handsome I am. And or if a man, even if you were clearly not with that man, like romantically, if a man would have gotten into the elevator that they didn't know, they wouldn't have done that. Or, you know, has that ever happened to you where you're like with a guy? This used to happen to me and Rob before – like if we would go to like work events and stuff, like uh, even with the, with other employees, for some reason, people used to tell us, even, th- even though like we weren't like people didn't know we were like seeing each other. Mm-hmm. We weren't like really talking to each other that much at these events and stuff. Like we were trying to like be more, you know, not draw attention to it. Yeah. And, uh, and people like oh it's always like older men always felt the need to like make comments to rob about like how we would be a good looking couple and how like he should be trying to date me and stuff and i'm like we're at a networking event i'm confused like why why are my looks a part of this at all (sighs) yeah like in a way, you're like flattered they are, but like, in a way, yeah. Um, this actually happened to me with um, my ex, and like, they, like, when I first met his family, and like, one of his distant relatives was like, There's the hot blonde I've been waiting to meet. Like, when are you gonna oh. lock her down? And Ooh. I was like, mm. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, you are correct. Thank you. But then, like, the other part of me was like, ew, like, you are family, and that's gross. And then it's like, well, why, like, did you say that to, like, all of his girlfriends? Like, when are you going to lock her down because she's pretty? Like, you don't know. You don't know me. Yeah. What if you were a psychopath? Yeah. You don't know me. I am. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I mean, this, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go into a tangent about this because I've already done it. Like talking about like work scenarios Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, but you know, that's definitely happened also before in, in scenarios with like, when it comes to people, other people on my team that are, that are men acting, not being good professionals, not doing the work, not living up to the standards that, you know, are set for our role or whatever, or, um, or when it comes to salaries and like finding out like what people make and how, you know, what is, what is Mm -hmm. just given to people even outside of like negotiation, like stuff like that. And like, there's, you know, Rob and I have had conversations about that where he's like, you know, that if you were a man, that wouldn't have happened to you. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it just is. And it's like, you can, and and I, I feel as though like you can try to be bold as you want, but it's more, it's more systemic than it is about individual people. And that's also why it's hard to call out every single thing that is um, bothersome because it's not – most of the time those people don't have ill intentions. Right. And so then you are the asshole. So it's like no matter what, you're – it's on you. (laughs) Right. 
And then that's, but that's where it's easier to just be quiet because it's going to, it's going to take less of my energy to just let this one slide than it is going to, even if I'm right, I'm still going to be the asshole, like you said. So, or I'm still going to come across as the asshole, even if you're right. And that's going to make me feel worse than what the initial thing made me feel. Right. Right. And this is uh, a different, a different subject, but makes me think of, you know, like, or makes me sympathetic, especially to like all, you know, people of color that are having, especially women, women of color who are having to deal with this on like multiple fronts because like think of how exhausting it is for us to like think of all of the all of the microaggressions against us that you know that we're talking about and then add on top of that like a whole other layer of situations that you are expected to address and like correct for other people and that's I mean I feel like that's kind of how um sometimes it, it comes we're like often put in this weird position between either, sorry, I feel like I'm being a dead horse here, but like either, oh, well, you didn't, no one told me that this was wrong. Why didn't you say something? Or if you do say something, then it's like, well, you're being a bitch. Why are you like, why are you putting these people on blast? Like whatever, like they didn't mean anything. Um, And so it, it just feels often like a very impossible situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just society right now where we're at, like if I, even if like, even if things are said in a way that like, Hey, I'm doing this with like good intentions. Like I wanted to point this out to you, like this bothers me. Or like, I wanted to ask you why this bothers you. If it's like coming from the other end, like if I did something to offend somebody, like I want to ask you why this bothers you so that I can know in the future and like not do it it's just like all exhausting yeah it is it's important I do think it's important for growth but like you know we can't we also can't just be um it can't be at the expense of our own um sanity sanity yeah and just you know and sometimes safety Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so this is our PSA guys (laughs) this is our psa don't be a dick (laughs) just man why is it so hard give people give people a little grace too like you know think before you speak especially if it's in a situation that's so minor like this like just think before you speak and give people grace like you know if that means a Mm -hmm. minute of your time (laughs) literally a minute of your time in this situation but like right just in general, like just people give people grace. Ooh, so many things. I know it's so many things to to keep in mind and to try to be navigating all the time. But I do. I mean, I feel encouraged. I watched Rob and I watched this documentary about female comics, actually, um, which it was really good and really eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's like you you watch it there's like they talk about and they have the the girl i don't know if you um heard about this but after god was it is yeah it was louis ck i believe i think it was louis ck or it was harvey weinstein god i can't remember i think it was louis ck anyway um he was like it was after like everything got exposed and he was in a in a comedy club and this this woman 
went up to to do a set and they they are interviewing her in uh but she goes up and she just like calls calls him out and she's like wow I, I, yeah i guess uh being a female comic on stage i i should uh probably call out the elephant in the room and yeah um if you've seen him yeah like fuck you man like and all this stuff and then people started booing her and she's like oh you want to boo me you want to boo me like i'm up here like i'm afraid of like getting raped by people like him and you're gonna boo me like and they had the and it just and then all of these like professional female comics that um they were interviewing and like reacting to that and just in this one woman just being like, man, you know what? That woman had the balls to do something that I don't think that I could do. And, but she really inspired me, um, to like, to be bolder and to like really stand up for myself and like my work and all this stuff. And it was just, it was really inspiring. I really, I really liked it. I would really recommend it. What was it called? Do you remember? Um, please hold, let me look it up. Okay. Um, while you're doing that, yes, I think that like if you're in a position like I love, I think that most people have probably gathered that like I love calling people out or like I love like that type of confrontation that you're going to get something out of it. Like I don't love like meaningless confrontation, but like if I feel strongly about something like I have no problem and I actually like enjoy just like getting it out there mm-hmm. and which is like why I like negotiating. Like I love that. But but there's certain instances where it's like, well, frick, do I open my mouth and say something and like potentially lose this client? And then that means that I lose this amount of sessions a week. Like mm-hmm. it sucks being in a position where like you, you should have the upper hand because like I'm providing therapy services. Like I should have the upper hand there, but like I don't because like you're, even though like I'm employed, like you're kind of my employer because you mm-hmm. provide me with my client. (laughs) And how common is that where, you know, the, the woman feels, feels like they have to stay within certain lanes because they're the ones that are going to feel the repercussions afterwards. Right. Um, that, yes. Yeah, exactly. That documentary is called hysterical, Hmm. which is funny. And, uh, it's, you can watch it on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that – so my last anecdote here that I, I literally just thought of, um, when I was at my last job, I was uh, working on uh, an influencer program, and I was uh, basically the one in charge of it, like front to end, and I was emailing with the manager of this YouTuber, actually – and it turns out that he's the manager of all or at the time was the manager of all the major tech reviewers. And that's like wh- who I was working with. It was a nightmare. This guy was such a dickhole. I like I, to that point had never experienced such like blatant disrespect from someone that I just didn't know. And yeah. um, I had his client had given us a video like a sponsored video and the my clients who he made the video for had feedback and all I was doing was communicating to him what the clients requested and I didn't even send all of it because like some of it we were able to like talk the clients out of so so it's like I've already done some work to try to like gain some ground for them and I um so I sent the feedback and the guy 
sent an email back to me like talking I think what he was I think he was trying to send it to someone else and was talking shit about me mm. and and so I replied and was like I'm not I'm uh I'm thinking that wasn't meant for me but let me and I and I like pushed back on him and I and was just like you know this is not I don't I don't think that was meant for me but let me be clear like I don't appreciate that and I don't appreciate the tone like this is this came from clients and they're the ones who are paying you $35,000 for a video, a yeah. single video. And uh, and so I don't think that your client would be very happy to know that you could cost him $35,000 yeah. from Good from being a, a dickhole. Well, yeah, but then here's the thing. Here's the kicker, right? I pushed back and stood my ground and he pushed back harder and got a hold of one of your bosses. Well, no, my, um, the guy that I was complaining about on like another episode, who's like not my boss, but was like on my team and like acted like he was my boss. He, he was like on these emails and he stepped in and was like, uh, didn't defend me, didn't defend me, didn't agree with me, just completely took the took the other guy's side, like took mm. the email, took me off the emails. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just and then like we th- he had like we had a, a business trip for this client to L.A. where this this manager lived and this the guy on my team went and had lunch with him. Mm, ew. I yeah, and like, and then ended up moving to California and working for him. Mm. I was like, mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good fit. That yeah, that's a that's a good fit. You couple of pieces of shit. But anyway, so it's just you know that's to your point is like I pushed back, and that was something that like lived rent free in my mind for a long time. And and made me feel like very self conscious about it because it's like I pushed back and then was made to feel crazy for pushing back. Ooh, gaslighting. Mm, yeah, classic. But anyway, so it can happen in a lot of a lot of different um, a lot of different forms. But it's just like you know, the I oh wow, all this to say, I feel encouraged. <laughs> Because it is hard and it feels a lot at times like we are not making progress. Um, but then I watch like things like that documentary and we and I, you know, listen to a couple like pop culture podcasts and stuff like that. And every time it gets brought up about like the especially like the early like 2000s. Mm-hmm. And just how rough of a time that really was and how an insensitive time that was on so many levels. Like, you remember when, like, instead of saying something was dumb or stupid, we would use the R word? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, Great. or you would, like, you would say something was, like, gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um. And so it's things like that that I feel encouraged. I feel like – there is still certain times to push back, but that it's not it's not every individual's responsibility to do it every time. That's just too much to put on one person. But I do think as a collective, we are moving forward. And hopefully hopefully one day that we look back on, you know, 2021 and we're like, wow, remember when? <laughs> remember when a man was allowed to speak to a woman like that? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, we've come a long way. Um, I don't think that I could close out better than what you just said. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to bring awareness to it. It was on our hearts and blah, blah, blah. There we All are. that mushy stuff. Ew. Ew. enough of that tell a friend about us (laughs) leave us a review follow us on instagram at like honestly pod yeah and goodbye and goodbye have a good week bye (laughs) (laughs) bye guys